Welcome to 1991 Movie Rewind, a podcast where we watch and review every movie released in 1991, from the all-time greatest classics to the critically panned and everything in between. We will rediscover forgotten fan favorites and non-cover hidden gems as we explore the depths of current video. Join us in our celebration of the fun, unique, and diverse films of this highly underrated year. This week, we watched The Rocketeer. Rocketeer, aspiring pilot Cliff, played by Billy Campbell, has his plane shot down in a crossfire between the FBI and mobsters who have stolen a rocket that has national security implications. Before being arrested, the robber hides the rocket at the airfield where Cliff later finds it and plans to use it to make back the money he lost from the plane crash. But the FBI, the mob, and a famous actor are all after that secret rocket. Screenplay by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo. Directed by Joe Johnston and released on June 21st, 1991. You've seen Rocketeer before. Yes, I have. I did as well. I don't remember much about it other than I didn't like it. Okay. At the time. Why? Well, uh, I don't know. I think it's sort of what we've talked about in the past where I'm just, I kind of don't... You don't like period pieces? Yeah... I think this was on, because this is a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a I remember movie. watching this on the Disney Channel. I think. I think we just watched it on video when it came out. Definitely didn't see it in theaters. No. But like, I, I'm not into like Western era stuff, and I know this isn't Western. This is like 1930s, but it has the vibe because it's in like a country setting. It has like the oranges and everything and like I don't know like the steampunky stuff isn't all that appealing to me too much and and looking at the movie now it starts off pretty strong but then it just really tails off in the middle becomes like nothing to me Mm. so I can I don't know it was not very interesting even these days watching it not remembering anything that happened I think from just watching all these comic book movies now, it's just when you watch something like The Rocketeer now, you're just like, eh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, it's because it's, it's it's kind of promoting itself as a superhero movie, but it's yeah. really not. I know it's based off of a comic book. A super, it's based off of like this guy because there are other books and he did like other mission, I don't know, quote unquote, like other Mm -hmm. things. And this was just like one thing, but the I don't know anything about the comic book stories at all. But at the end of this movie, it's like the rocket that was used, that was found, is like blown up with the dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I know that at the very end, um, Jennifer Connelly's character gives... Neville? The, yeah, the Alan Arkin. Oh. The... Peavy. Like, yeah, Peavy. 
the blueprints for like a newer one. So then it, I wondered like, were they going to make a sequel to this? Cause I'm I, sure they're hoping, but it just, I know it did pretty well, but I remember liking this when I was younger cause it was like a decent family movie. And I remember it just being on the Disney channel. <laughs> I know later on there, there were, talks of making a reboot like after all the marvel stuff started like you know Mm. right after iron man and whatever but a lot of people are comparing this to you know an iron man but i don't know why because he's he's not like the creator of it he just like happened upon it i think it's just because he's a normal dude flying around i guess with like a metal with a metal thing helmet yeah but, uh, the, I mean, the the closest they came is they had a cartoon. For like yeah, they had season. a cartoon, and then they there was also what I saw. There was a Disney Channel, like a Disney Junior, like of a young girl. Yeah, yeah. Doing it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. But I don't know the story behind any of it. I mean, the movie made some money. It wasn't like a massive, massive hit, but it did, you know, it's it's in the 26th spot box office-wise. Uh, budget of $35 million made 46.7. So, you know, it made some, some money back uh, off of the initial budget. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just didn't catch on as well as they wanted it to, you know, because it didn't hit, like, the $100 million mark or something. Then they're like, eh, forget it. Or maybe there were enough kids... Like me, he was like, this is kind of boring. boring and shitty, and I don't care anymore. Because they had toys, right? They had action yeah, there, figures. Yeah, there's a video game. They have video games. Um, they had a Topps card set. And maybe that stuff also didn't really sell all that well. And they're like, okay, well, there's clearly not that much of an appetite for this. It's, I think, well, because I know there's a ton of movies uh, based on comic books like even dick tracy which is like the similar like in the 30s yeah that's yeah there's a comic strip first yeah um so i wonder because of dick tracy they were like let's do another 1930s (laughs) i don't know it is kind of weird and then they had like the shadow a few years later which is the same type of time period based off of like a 1930s property so it's I don't know, I guess like maybe every, they're trying to... All these comic strips that they were taking from the 30s era, and they all kind of, like, blended in. But I remember Dick Tracy doing really well, even though I kind of... I, 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 I didn't seen like that, that one either. Me neither. I only watched it because, like, Madonna was in it. And even some of the characters in Dick Tracy reminded me of the characters in this movie. Like well, the... yeah, it would sort of be opposite because Dick Tracy came out first. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, like Lothar. Yeah, he like, reminded me of the Al Pacino character. Exactly, like it's basically like the Dictors. exact same rubber mask. And I don't know. I think it's like little stuff like that that just confused the crap out of me, even now. Because okay, again, not remembering anything, I thought that that character, because it's clearly a rubber mask, it's clearly like shitty prosthetics. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a disguise that Neville himself was wearing so that he could do these nefarious deeds without anybody knowing who he was. But it wasn't. It's just like some random dude 
who's like this, I don't know, misfigured like mutant thug type of guy who just exists in this world. Yeah, he was just kind of like that one Total movie. Cast a deadly spell. Yes. Do you remember there but was that like... was a world of magic. Okay. Okay. Well, because t- it reminded <laughs> me of that big giant guy that they used. It was like zombie-ish. Yeah. That was their bodyguard. Yeah. And then I thought that's what he was like some mutant whatever made bodyguard for Timothy Dalton. Because it's. Yeah. His, him working with the Nazis, like they were. Yeah, I guess you could. I don't know maybe, the backstory. Yeah, yeah, maybe the comics explain the backstory, and he is like some sort of like a Nazi experiment gone wrong, and, right. and that's why he looks the way he does or something. But in the context of what they show in the movie, here's a totally normal 1938 that just also happens to have this rocket that everybody wants, mm-hmm. and. By the way, here's this weird Muppet-ish creature, guy who looks like freaking Hoggle from Labyrinth, except giant. Except for, like, seven feet tall. Yeah. And it's just so out of place and comes out of nowhere. But it's when like, he speaks, This doesn't like, match. You don't really see his mouth moving. Like, you see the chin moving oh, up yeah, and down. God. And, like, yeah, the dub is so bad. <laughs> it doesn't even laughing. come close to matching. It's like the... I don't know. I, th- I thought it was like a like joke. Like, he's not even I, scary looking. I would just laugh. I don't know. I would laugh. <laughs> and that's not what that person looks like either. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, <clears throat> I don't know. Goonies is probably not the best example. But you know what I mean? Like, a, a tiny Ron Taylor plays Lothar. I had to look up the character's name because I didn't remember. Um, oh, okay. He He's in Naked Gun as, like, Al, the really tall guy who you never see his face. Uh, he's been in, like, Roadhouse and Ace Ventura. He was also in a 1991 movie called Camp Fear. Honestly, he... <laughs> what's weird, like, he's also a professional basketball player or was in Austria in the 70s, and then he won, like, six championships over there in Austria, and then uh, he came back to the U.S., started his movie career, and, and was in stuff like this, and passed away in 2019. But that's not what he looks like. He doesn't look like this, obviously. Yeah. But... I don't know. Again, it's just like weird and completely, completely out of place. Um, and I wish it would have been like a disguise that Neville, which is Timothy Dalton's evil actor character, because he's like a well-known person, right? Like he's he's like a big name actor in this universe, in this fake world. And so if he was going to go and try to kill the informant or the robber that got arrested, then he would need a disguise. And it would make sense for him to, like, bulk up into this, like, weird little suit. But the, so nobody would know I who mean, he how was. I mean, how would he do that from being just, like, a... Like, he would have to grow a foot and then put on a mask? Uh, mini stilts. Uh, like, it, if you're it going, could have been... If you're going in the trouble of, like, creating, like, this big, giant prosthetic head, then you could also create big prosthetic, like, arms and legs and stuff and, like, have, like, a big device. Unless there was, like, some supernatural element where he, like, some Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thingamajiggy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like some experimental thing. But, I mean, I think, I think honestly, like, the fact that Lothar exists and the fact that his name is Lothar is, like, the... The most superhero universe-y thing that exists in this movie. You know, I guess maybe aside from the ending, in a way, but... 
I mean, the Rocketeer doesn't do much rocketing. There's... Yeah, I thought there was more, because that was my favorite parts when I was a kid, is just seeing him flying around. And you don't, you see that like three, four times tops. Mm-hmm. And I thought the part where he first found the Rocketeer and him, you know, they do like a montage of him trying it out and you know he um he's like in that field or whatever um practicing i thought that was a longer scene like i thought he tried and messed up tried messed up tried messed up hmm. and you saw it like 50 times but it was just like two times i don't i don't know they, yeah like they tested on the statue to see what it does right and in the cornfield they see because um, he was too scared to put it on which yeah yeah it makes sense and then he he pretty much does it as a reactionary thing because his buddy is in a plane they're doing like some sort of a like a show for an audience um yeah he's it's a the stunt, circus show and yeah so like stunt he's, pilot doing stunts yeah <laughs> and so this guy malcolm he's he's in um he takes the place because cliff is running late and so he gets into the circus clown makeup and goes up on the plane and starts doing this thing but then he has like medical troubles like he has like a heart attack or something and passes out and when billy i'm sorry <laughs> it's easier to call him billy because that sounds more like the character of yeah rather than of cliff. cliff um so cliff reactionary move takes the rocket and goes and, and flies up to save him before he crashes uh the plane and, and gets malcolm out of there and that's when you know like because there's a big crowd and there's press for the the air for show, that show and um everyone's like you know they see it and they dub him the rocketeer or whatever mm-hmm. and so that's just proof to everyone who was looking for the rocket that oh yes this thing actually does still exist it wasn't destroyed um the way everyone thought it was and so now everyone's after him but he only really uses it like a couple more times one is like at the very end and then the other time is i kind of forget I think it's those... Like, to escape the club or something? No. I that's... don't know. Like, that, this... So, like, this is a problem <laughs> with the movie, right? Like, we already kind of... Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's... Uh, so, I guess he does... The the times you really see it is when he did that show yeah. to save his friend. And then, near the end, when he is going to save his girlfriend. Yeah. Because uh, there's, there's like a German blimp that's touring the world and that happens to be like a major set piece at the end. Because once that stunt show happens, you, you have like the gang. You have Ellie, Eddie Valentine and his gang. You've got yeah, like Howard played by Hughes. Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Who's hired by Timothy Dalton's character Neville. Yeah. You've got Timothy Dalton who Neville who knows about it now you have howard hughes who knows it. like all these people who yeah, howard it. hughes who invented it yeah thought that, it was destroyed doesn't want the government to have it after all because he realizes it's going to be used for war purposes. yeah he just wants it back yeah <laughs> like he, he's not like wanting to kill cliff like no neville he's just like, no i want the last remnants of this gone right so nobody can reverse engineer it 
Yeah, and then, and you then know... And then the FBI wants it because they want to turn it into a... Like know, a weapon. Oh, yeah, something that soldiers can use. Right, and that's what, like, Neville, who is secretly working for the Nazis, wants it for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then the gangsters just want it... They want it because they're going to get paid it because they think paid, Neville just yeah. wants it. They yeah. Don't, they don't know the Nazi ties at this point. Yeah, they don't care. They just want it to get their money. So all these different ties and people coming after this poor guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of like that, like that's okay, pretty where much is the he? movie. Where, you know, like where is he? Okay, well let's get to his girlfriend so we can get to him, type of a thing, but, and like tracking down things. And that's most of what the movie is. Yeah, is, like, and but when I was people younger, people running around at different locations and be like, oh, where are you? And like, you know, right. When that's I was it. younger, I thought there was more action, and then yeah, and there's no, there's not. not that much here. It's like the action is kind of in the beginning and at the end. Yeah. And the middle is just people figuring it out, figuring out who Cliff is. Yeah. And they mainly figure it out because Cliff's girlfriend, Jenny, she's an actress and she just happens to be like a walk-on on the same movie as Neville. And Neville hears Jenny and Cliff talk about it. Yeah, And that's just where this chase starts and that's kind of like close to the end of the movie (laughs) it's like the last half of that movie is when they finally where neville finally finds out that the rocket still exists and now they're after cliff and then neville is having lothar and the gang try to find him it's a lot of build-up and exposition and a lot of the characters catching up to the audience because the audience already knows a lot of the stuff that the characters right. are like discovering. And so it's not interesting for us to watch them learn the shit that we've known for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have to do. We have to watch like five different groups of people Find learn out. the same shit yeah. over and over and over again. And so it really drags in the middle. The opening is good because it's it starts off very quickly. You have yeah, you have really, planes flying around. You have planes flying around. You have really good camera work in the planes too, showing like Billy Campbell's head in the cockpit, which I'm assuming is like mounted to something, and it's like actual. It seems like actual air flight. I'm I'm assuming he's probably being dragged by some other aircraft. He's not flying solo, but you know, um, it does seem like it's legitimate, like a practical effect because when you see him in the rocket. It is terrible blue screen. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming that the actual plane stuff is actual plane stuff, and it looks really good. Um, the plane gets shot down. There's, like, a big explosion when, like, the plane lands on one wheel and rips the car apart and stuff. And, the, you know, that's that's cool. And then garbage. And then at the end, with the plane and everything, there's, like, some action-y stuff and kind of more superhero-y things where they have to, like, run on the top of a blimp as it explodes and jump onto a ladder for a plane that's flying towards them. Yeah, once it got to the point where they're back in the blimp. But... That's near the very end. I mean, it starts to... Once Cliff finds out that Neville is taking Jenny out on a date, pretty much... He's like, oh, I got it. By this point, he knows that the gangsters are after him. Mm -hmm. And then 
he, he somehow finds out that his girlfriend is in trouble and that's when like his girlfriend lives in this home for like is, is she in a dorm is she in school Maybe. I know she's like an actress, like a wannabe. She wants to be an actress, yeah. but yeah, she lives she's, in a dorm in with other sort of, yeah, women. Boarding house with women. Yeah. Like he calls that boarding house, and then one of the women answers, and she's like, "Oh well, she's out having fun with Neville from, you know, the actor, and that's yeah." The, uh, the mobster calls. And, yeah, and the mobster that. calls. Yeah. And, and, and that's so, when yeah. they find out. So Cliff knows that she's in trouble. Right. And he escapes and uses his rocket pack to get they, to that place. They talk to... And that's like, about it for that. Yeah. Um, and he, he poses as a waiter and devises, like, a scheme to sort of, like, warn her and whatever. And she thinks it's jealousy. And it, right. You know, it, there's, like, a little bit of miscommunication, but not a whole lot. And then things just start to go Go into this club the South Seas Club. Very fancy, high-end right. thing. You got like a little, not really cameo, but like a Melora Hardin is there yeah, as the, the singer. singer. Which I thought that was really interesting. Well, There's quite really... a few big names hiding in this movie, which is weird. But um, yeah, um, Melora Hardin, I guess, if you consider Melora Hardin a big name. Well, I mean, she just became famous from The Office, but yeah. she's done... She's been in other things. things. Yeah, like Iron Eagle, Monk, whatever. But one of her first roles is this. Um, So, yeah, it's... And then there's, like, a fight sequence in there. But, again, not involving the rocket, just punching stuff, which is fine. Like, there's something wrong with, like, that. But in a movie called Rocketeers, it's still Yeah, you want to see the rocket. Very little rocketing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of... Even with Lothar, where he goes to that hospital where the... um, one of the gangster the arrested robber guy yeah, yeah guy that's being like he's a he's um he's been like beat up already because he's laying in a hospital bed with all these bandages and whatever yeah because he was in a car crash the plane crashed into his car yeah <laughs> so yeah he's like he's yeah he's in traction yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have these two i don't even know security guards right in front of that room that he's in and they're, what, like, playing cards or whatever, and Lothar sneaks in through the windows, I think. I think so. Even though, yeah. But, and then he's just, like, cracking his body in various ways to get information from him. No, I think it's just to kill him. But it sounded like he wanted to just Cause, put, I mean, put he... him in more pain until he got the answer. No, because the, the mob hired him. To kill that guy? Like, Neville hired the mob to... To, to kill to... him? No, no, no. Okay. Neville <laughs> hired that guy who was part of the mob to yeah. steal the rocket. Yeah. He got caught. Right? So, yeah, he wants to know where the rocket was, but he also wants to get rid of any witnesses and, like, make sure he doesn't squeal, so he also, like, killed him. Okay. I thought Lothar so was, like, breaking more bones to get information. He's like, yeah, where did you hide the rocket? And then, like, dead. Okay. I mean, he does die, because when those two security guards open the door, he's, like, mangled even more. Yeah. Um, that's where, I don't know, the chase begins to try to find Cliff. Yeah. And um, Cliff has, like, a couple run-ins with Lothar. 
like the first time was when Lothar like they come they find out his address Cliff and PB's address because yeah okay so Cliff is friends with PB and they own this diner <laughs> right Am I don't I... think they own the diner oh I thought they were no I think PB like owns the or I don't know I don't know who owns the airfield if it's like the big boss man played by John Polito or if it's um or if it's PVs and they just need to like pay off the planes or something but they're like okay so it's Margot Martindale's diner. yeah Margot Martindale I thought like... Margot Martindale was with PV like they were a couple and they owned the diner because oh, they I have they have all these pictures of them including Cliff and Jenny as if they're like this random yeah, I mean they're all put like together such family a knit group I don't know okay I don't know <laughs> and it's because they're like always at the airfield they all know each other and everything I don't know. It. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's yeah, why PB, I was like, are PB's they like together? this mechanic slash engineer guy? Yeah, that's like friends Arkin. with Cliff. And um. And then I thought that and so he, was he like also... improves the the rocket after the test run, and he builds the metal helmet with ha- which has like the the Mohawk thing, which actually acts as like a rudder. Is the yeah. whole point is like okay, you can guide where you go by twisting your head. Which we don't really see in action working the way it's yeah, like how mentions. that specific thing is supposed to work. Yeah, because he definitely twists his head and doesn't turn sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes turns without twisting his head. Uh, but yeah, there, there's like this weird run in, and like the cops. Okay, so yeah, Lothar comes in and is like going after. He's looking for Cliff. Cliff. Well, looking for PV and Cliff because he gets that address from that guy. Of the airfield, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the cops surround the place and start shooting up everything. Well, okay, they don't surround the place. They go to the front of the house, start shooting up the entire building Mm -hmm. because they know people are inside that they're after. And all three of them can escape because the cops just don't surround the back. So they all just go out the back door and run away. Yeah. All three of them. That was, yeah. (laughs) And that was the end of that scene. (laughs) Like, we don't know what happens after that. But then that's when Cliff and Peavy go to that diner and then the mobsters are now looking for him. Yeah, and then the mobsters come after and, like, capture everyone in the diner. And then they find, like, the visual clues from the pictures on right, the wall the, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And that's when they find out, you know, Jenny is with Neville now. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the second run-in is when Cliff is dressed up as a waiter at that south seas club and trying to save jenny but then jenny's like you're jealous blah blah but he that's okay she doesn't know about the rocketeer yet because he's he's coming to tell her the story because she's too busy being an actress or whatever or studying she was i I don't even remember well it also happens like in the course of like two days right basically and so yeah she didn't see the paper yeah she didn't see the paper and he's like i'm the rocketeer and she's like huh like what the fuck is that yeah so she doesn't even know what's going on he had they like hide in a little tree in that bar or whatever or the club and he has to tell her the whole story and then she's kind of like on board now but by that time you know, everyone, like, that Lothar comes in, and, like, the FBI, because then Cliff even, like, gets arrested, 
and taken to Howard Howard Hughes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and then Neville finds Jenny and, like, you know, whatever, drugs her or whatever, puts the whatever over her face. Yeah, chloroform. Yeah. And takes her to his place. And that's when she, you know, finds out that he's, like, a spy working for the Nazis. Yeah, she wakes up and finds, like, a secret room trying to escape. And right. And sees the, the communication and stuff. Um, yeah, and they're speaking in German. She's like, well... That's what, like, this is when the action start picks up again, because Cliff flies in as the rocketeer, because they, they, um, Neville is like, meet me at the Griffith Observatory at, like, three or four in the morning or something. If you want your girlfriend back, bring the rocket alone, and he's telling the FBI and Howard Hughes all this stuff, and they devise some sort of a plan, but Neville also has a plan, and evidently there's somehow, like, tons of German soldiers in uniform who are disabled to just show up and be there in America. In, like, four Without hours? Any, any, <laughs> anyone noticing You're or right. being aware that they're all arriving. But anyway, at the observatory, the blimp is there, and that's, like, his escape plan or whatever, and there's, like, a handoff, and, like, the mobsters are there to protect things, but then they're told about the Nazi ties, and so the mobsters turn on Neville, but then the German soldiers show up, and then the FBI shows up, and all kinds of stuff happens, and then, like, basically the three main characters are up in the blimp with a couple of other expendable German people. Yeah. The pilot and some Neville is, um... There's like a standoff where Cliff and Neville, he's got like a, he's going to kill, he's like, I'm going to kill your girlfriend. Just give me the rocket. Uh And this is a point where Cliff is like, okay, I'll give it to you. But earlier on in the movie, when they were testing the rocket, they put like a piece of gum over like a little hole. So yep. it doesn't leak. Yeah, so it doesn't leak fuel. Yeah, and that piece of gum has been working really well for like a week. I mean, he's had this for like a week. I don't know. <laughs> so he like slides a little piece of gum off that hole, and, and it starts the thing over. Yeah, leaking gas, and then when Neville finally uses it, he he blows the fuck up. Yeah, and then the the blimp is also on fire, and Lothar is there, but he's like chained to the blimp. Yeah, his so leg is just like wrapped around the thing. Yeah, like he he purposely ties himself so that he can fight on top and not have the ability to fall off. Right. But when the thing is starting to explode, he can't unhook himself, and so he's gone. But there was really no actual escape plan for. For Cliff for Jenny and Jenny. And Cliff at the start, they just happened to luck into the whole idea of Howard Hughes coming by with his own plane with the ladder that they could jump onto. On yeah, because at that point, I was like, where are they going to go? <laughs> yeah, they have nothing. So, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, by the way, Jenny kills someone. Like, it's, that's fine, I guess. Well, yeah, she's... No one <laughs> I mean, it is a Nazi, but at the same herself. time... But yeah, like, it's just interesting. Like, I guess technically... Cliff does too, just from the surroundings, but doesn't like actively push anybody off, right? He gives the rocket to Neville, and then Neville decides to use yeah, the rocket. He... he runs away from whatever and does that out. Jenny straight up like, like is the one who like pushes somebody out of the blimp. Right. It's, <laughs> so, well, it's like, either like kill this dude or I die. I don't know. 
No, I understand. But it's again, it's just kind of interesting that she was like the most, I don't know, not motivated, to but um, yeah, just like more someone. proactive in the murder of another person. She's like, I'm going to kill a Nazi. <laughs> so, and that's pretty much the like end of the Yeah, it's kind the... of the end of it. I mean, the the ball of fire rocket crashes and and creates the Hollywood sign, whatever. Yeah, that like, was retro funny. Fitting history. Um, if you know, you get yeah, to see a Disney made short film about Nazi planes at some point. Yeah, you get to see like a little cartoon of that. Yeah, so and it's then like almost it's like, like yeah, later on, Howard Hughes is presenting Cliff. There's like a new. The GBZ Air Racer, which is what he was flying in the first place yeah. for that his uh, stunt pilot show. It's like Howard Hughes made a brand new one for him. Yeah. And also gives him a pack of the that gum, the Beeman's gum, mm-hmm. just as like a funny haha, whatever. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and then as. Hughes is leaving. That's when Jenny returns and gives P P V the the blueprint. The end. To make yeah to make a better rocket, and then that it makes it feel as if they were gonna do like a sequel, but no. No, and I'm fine with that. I don't know if they're yeah, still I... planning on coming back with another iteration of Rocketeer again, but. As of now, I don't know of one. Um, I know that... I mean, this is the the stuff that I was going to talk about. I know that they were in talks of doing something called The Return of the Rocketeer. Okay. But it never happened. And I know they're thinking... I guess I'll just get into it. And th- This is going to be my pop culture because this is all I have. Okay. David Oyelowo, I hope I'm saying that right, he is in the works. This is as of February of 2022. He's in the works of making a reboot for The Rocketeer. And it's him and his wife that they are producing this. And it looks like he is going to star in it but when i go on his you know you go on imdb and you can look at future Mm -hmm. credits i don't see anything about the rocketeer happening so i don't know if it's um some of those are hidden if you don't have like a paid membership though right yeah i don't know if it's like being written or what because this is as of 20 like a year ago so i don't know like but he wants to do a reboot and he wants to start in it which would be interesting it's like and it'll come on disney plus it says yeah i don't know i'm not interested in the whole concept of this yeah story. i don't really care because you have the whole marvel universe now that is just like why would you do anything else now like, what, would you do a reboot of Dick Tracy in 2023? It's like, I don't care. Yeah. It, I mean, there's there might be some people who'd be interested in it, and obviously it'd have to be done in a different way um, to make it viable. 
I don't. I really don't know. I could. I could see Dick Tracy working better as like a TV show because there are so many yeah, different I would, people. That's why I was thinking and, like and if this is thing. just like a Disney Plus thing, if they turn it into a show for kid, like kids now would want maybe want to see it because I know they have the TV series that the Disney Junior one that right. came out that might was in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that might have been too childish for. But I don't know anything about it. I just know it's like a young girl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just not into this whole thing. It's it's just not my... I'm sure other people love it, but like it's just not my thing. So I'm, I would skip the reboot if it were up to me. I just don't know much about this story like at all. But I know there's books about the Rocketeer. I just can't see it like really having much more more stories yeah i mean i I mean obviously there's a series of comics so there's more creative people who can think of different scenarios for this than me yeah like he doesn't have superpowers he just has the jetpack right yeah that's why people are like this is just like an iron man but not really but the suit has a lot of superpowers so that's the difference with iron man this guy is just just him flying it's just a flying man yeah and he's totally mortal otherwise. Yeah. So. How can you save lives? Yeah, like how many different scenarios Unless you just that fly really on in? in. Right. <laughs> and you just get there quicker? Right. Yeah, I don't know if they made it because they had, if, if they were going to do a sequel, if they would have PV and Howard Hughes work together and invent more things. I guess. I think you'd almost have to go that direction, which then makes it kind of like blah in a different way. It's like contrived even more. In terms of awards, I think uh, other people were also kind of in the same boat where it didn't really catch on. The only thing I really saw was at the Saturn Awards, it won Best Costumes for Marilyn Vance's work there. It was also nominated for Ken Ralston's Special Effects, Best Supporting Actress for Jennifer Connelly, and also Best Sci-Fi Film nomination. It's also part of the MTV Awards for quotes montage. I don't know what quote it would be. I know that Neville all of a sudden spoke in a German accent at all times once he was discovered he was a Nazi spy, yeah. which was kind of dumb. But um, I don't I don't know what the quote would be for that. I don't know any that. notable quotes from this movie. No. Nothing stuck out, which is weird because it's like a big, supposed to be action-adventure and like nothing really stuck out in my mind in this whole thing. So that's about it. Uh, in terms of casting crew, Joe Johnston did the directing. He's an Oscar winner for Best Visual Effects for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, he's also done work as a director on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Page Master, Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3, and also Captain America, The First Avenger. Uh, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo are a writing team. They've done things like Trancers, The Flash TV show around the same time. They did a couple of 007 James Bond video games, The Metro games, The Five Bloods. Paul DeMeo actually passed away before The Five Bloods came out. Um, and then Danny Bilson is also the father of actress Rachel Bilson. Uh, Billy Campbell is Cliff. I think he did a good job as like the protagonist and hero. Like, the acting is largely the good. acting is fine. Except I didn't like Timothy Dalton's like accent um, at I the end. I didn't care for the Lothar <laughs> guy because I was laughing at him. But Yeah, that's not his fault. I'm but... Just like the clay mask that he yeah, had to wear. Yeah. Uh, Billy Campbell been in things like Dynasty, Crime Story, Dracula, 
Gettysburg, Once and Again, the 4400, and The Killing, a whole bunch of different stuff. He also did have a small um, role in the Rocketeer TV animated series. We talked about Jennifer Connelly when we talked about Career Opportunities, so I'll skip over her. Alan Arkin is PV Oscar winner for Little Miss Sunshine, also nominated for Argo, The Heart is a Lonely Hunter, and The Russians Are Coming. Emmy nominated for Comiskey Method, Pentagon Papers, Chicago Hope, Escape from Sobibor, uh, and ABC Stage 67. I don't know what that is. Uh, Golden Globe nominated for Poppy, as well as a few other things. Been in Glengarry Gun Ross, Edward Scissorhands, So I Married an Ex-Murderer, and also is a founding member of the Second City Improv Theater. Timothy Dalton is Neville Sinclair. He has a Stinkers nomination for the worst on-screen couple with Mae West in a movie called Sextet. I've never heard of that, but that was like in the 70s with Mae West and Timothy Dalton. Weird. Um, wouldn't, okay, I don't... Yeah. Wouldn't she be She would have been way older. older. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about... So that's probably why they're worst on-screen couple. Yeah. A young Timothy Dalton and an old Mae West. Um, he played James Bond in a couple movies, License to Kill and Living Daylights. He was in Flash Gordon, Wuthering Heights... And also Looney Tunes back in action, Hot Fuzz, Penny Dreadful, and Doom Patrol more recently. Paul Servino plays Eddie Valentine, the leader of the mob, um, 1991's Don't Touch My Daughter, and Age Isn't Everything. He was also in Dick Tracy, Goodfellas, Nixon, Cruising, and Romeo and Juliet. Terry O'Quinn played Howard Hughes. We talked about him in 1991's Company Business, where he played like the, the cop yeah. going rogue. Um, He's also in a couple additional 1991 movies. And uh, that's sort of a... I mean, largely, it, there's, like I said, a couple of little cameos. you got William Sanderson as Skeets, who I recognize immediately from Newhart, where he played Larry with his two brothers, Daryl and oh, Daryl. okay, yeah. He's also been in Blade Runner, Deadwood, and True Blood, and he's also in Sometimes They Come Back from 1991. Um, and then also we have Margot Martindale, who played Millie, the, the diner. bulldog diner owner. It's kind of weird to see the celebrated character actress there. Emmy winner times two for The Americans, and also a winner for Justified, also nominated for Mrs. America. She's in the 1991 Stephen King miniseries The Golden Years. She's been in Days of Thunder, Dead Man Walking, Walk Hard, August, Osage County, and a memorable role in Cocaine Bear. Recently. Very recently, and that's just about it, I think. So... Uh, as we talked about with pop culture, video games, card set toys, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think the video game had much Did you? I never played the game. So no, I, I never played it. it. I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up, so I never got to play that one. I don't think I was missing much. Most licensed <laughs> games are kind of bad, and I don't think this one has a huge, huge rating. This was also in that... Um, Marvel Studios, I think we watched some of it, that What If show. They put Rocketeer in the What If show? Yeah, it was considered to be in it, but they didn't, during... Was the comic a Marvel comic? No, remember in the What If show, it was Captain Carter, you know, the the woman? Yeah. In the... Fr yeah, they, Captain Carter the, became Captain the America. The first Avenger. Right. They would have... It was good. They were going to have a team up where the Rocketeer arrived. Hmm. And it would be with Captain Carter, and then they decided against it due to the similarities between Howard Stark and Howard Hughes. So it's hmm. like the same thing. 
where Howard Hughes is like the inventor of you know the Rocketeer stuff, but you know Howard Stark was like the inventor of all you know the Avengers. Right. The Avengers, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't yeah. a direct Marvel connection. It was just sort of like Disney synergy. They were gonna to use it, but then they decided not to. Okay. Yeah, this movie doesn't really create a mantle to be taken up. I think that's right. also what the 2019 show was about. It's like, oh, you get handed down the jetpack of the superhero. Like, well, nothing... Yeah, the the TV oh. series is this young girl who she receives a family jetpack for her birthday and uses it to protect the town that she lives in from villains. Perfect thing for a 10-year-old to get for her birthday. Ah, I mean, <laughs> the, the little kids will find that cool. I know, but yeah. That, I mean, that's it. So. And then there's just, like, uh, the whole comic book homages and the uh, use... that they, they do use, like, Howard Hughes... I just have, like, some tidbits. Is that, like, Cliff's... Um, girlfriend her name in the comic is Betty Page after the woman Betty Page but they didn't want to use she didn't want her name to be used in the movie and that's why they just named Jennifer Connelly's character Jenny Blake makes sense I mean having her character be called Betty Betty Page Page would be extremely confusing yeah Especially when you reference, like, the Hollywood sign and all these other, like, real-world things. Yeah, I thought this movie, this, I mean, if you want, it kind of, I think maybe because of, like, the 30s vibe and stuff, it just gives me, like, L.A. Noir vibes, but, I don't know. L.A. Noir <laughs> is much better. I know, I know, <laughs> yes, I know. But it just makes me think of wanting to play L.A. Noir, cause, but that's, like, the same time, and that has nothing to do with, like, Rocketeer. It just, yeah, like, takes place in Hollywood. Yeah, if you see, like, the Rocketeer, like, flying in the background right. of L.A. Noir while you're driving the car around town. Yeah. It'd be funny. Uh, should we move on to rankings and ratings? Sure. Okay. On your one to five star scale, where are you going to put the Rocketeer? Um, I'm gonna give this a two. Two? Yeah. On my zero to four star scale, man, I don't know. I, I guess it's like a one and a half. I just didn't care about it. I was just bored most of the time. It's like a strong opening and then like the ending, like action-wise it was fine, but again, like just Neville being this strong German accent and turning like pure supervillain and stuff. I think that's is just, just like, like, isn't that how uh, Timothy Dalton is as just an like, actor? What do you mean? Isn't he just always over the top? Oh, maybe. I don't know. But still, it just <laughs> didn't, I didn't like it. I don't know. It felt like a weird like tonal whiplash back and forth and not, not my thing. So one and a half for me. Every movie's worth watching once. Would you watch this again? Not, I mean, no. No. <laughs> Not really. I just remember liking it as a kid. And I've seen this movie multiple times as a kid. And I, no. no. It's just like, now that you've seen so many Marvel movies, you're just going to watch that. Well, even like, I don't know, just like Disney movie, movies from 1991. 
Well, like, what's like that? Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? Yeah, I'd watch that I would that watch that, first. because that story is actually interesting. It's about a real person, so that's more interesting to me. Yeah, like, that one's better. White Fang is better. Oh, Beauty yeah. and the Beast, of course, is better. So we got, like, three other Disney 1991 movies to pick from that I'd much rather see before this one now. Yeah. So, no, I'm good. Like, I don't need it. I, once, I guess twice now is enough. Uh, if you out there want to watch The Rocketeer as of this recording in April 2023 it's available on Disney Plus digital rental VHS or DVD as always check your local listings you can listen to us on all of your major podcasting platforms please remember to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends you can email us at 1991moverewind@gmail.com. at gmail.com follow us on Twitter Instagram Letterboxd YouTube just search 1991 Movie Rewind or go to 1991moverewind.com for the full list of reviews along with show notes and more next week we're watching Dogfight as available on Canopy, Digital Rental, VHS, and DVD. We will see you then.